Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on April 6, 2017. This is an unusual one because just when you thought your neighborhood was safe and that every one of your neighbors had signed the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, guess what? Um, and no, this is not an April Fool's joke as far as I can tell. This one tiny little story I find hugely interesting. And you'll find out why in just a minute. It's a short article that appeared in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. One of our uh, website readers caught this and sent it to me. And, you know, hats off to the gentleman who did so for finding this article because it has me not just high-octane speculating in high gear. It has me wondering in high gear. Atlanta, of course, the scene of the bridge collapse that we've heard in this country, at least on the news off and on lately. But this one was filed March 30th, 2017. Uh, apparently, the dateline here is Raisa Habersham. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm going to read you the whole article. I've posted the link to this little short article uh, in the News and Views tab, but this one leaves me breathless. Listen carefully. Quote, this is the title of the article, quote, Downtown Streets Closed Amid Red Mercury Investigation. The article states, Homeland Security is en route to the location police said Officials are investigating in downtown Atlanta after reports that a man claiming to have red mercury from Africa. Now, again, an example of bad writing. Is it the red mercury that's from Africa or is it the man that's from Africa? Probably the man. Because if you know anything about the history of red mercury, or at least the alleged history of red mercury, it ain't from Africa. Okay, let's continue. A man claiming to have red mercury from Africa walked into the Region 2 location of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission, police said, quote, We received a call regarding a male coming into the facility carrying red mercury from Africa, unquote, Atlanta police officer Stephanie Brown said, quote, we are still gathering the details on the call, unquote. Now, first of all, the Nuclear Regulatory Agency probably would, under such circumstances, if it expect, if suspected something weird, inform the Atlanta police. That's just part of the beginning of the story here, folks. Red mercury, listen carefully. Red mercury is reportedly a substance used to create nuclear bombs, but its existence has not been documented. Brown said Homeland Security is en route to the location. Parts of Peachtree Street, Peachtree Center Avenue, and Cortland Street have been closed and officers are redirecting traffic. A hazmat team, bomb squad, and fire trucks were seen near the investigation. No other details were released. 
end of article. <laughs> okay. Now, folks, I read this and I thought, wow. Now, for those of you who don't know the Red Mercury story, and folks, I got to be honest here, this one sent me for such a loop that I may blog about this as well, just to make sure that everyone out there that follows this website <laughs> gets this story. So don't, you know, if you're if you're a listener and, and also a reader, don't be surprised if I repeat myself uh, in a blog pretty soon on this story because it just has me going, wow. Red mercury is a substance supposedly, according to the legend, that was invented in the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And it's called red mercury because many people hypothesize, I'm among them, that mercury may have been a compound within it. And the reason that it's red or cherry red is that it's an oxide of some sort. All right. And it's in liquid form and, you know, like mercury, obviously very heavy. Now, the legend is that the Soviets created this substance in order to have a substance. Please hear me now. This is a very important detail in the story that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution article leaves out. Doubtless because they were, they were uh, pressed for time and had to release something very quickly about the story. All right. But the, the story or the legend of Red Mercury is that this was a substance created in the Soviet nuclear weapons program as a substance that would be able to initiate, please hear me, thermonuclear fusion without the aid of an atom bomb. In other words, it's a substance that can create a hydrogen bomb, which is a much more powerful bomb than the ordinary atom bomb. But typically, if you look at hydrogen bomb design, you can go online and look at uh, the basic conceptual features of a hydrogen bomb and discover that typically it takes an atom bomb as the fuse. The reason why is you have to create extraordinarily high temperature and radioactive pressure gradients in the fusion fuel to initiate a fusion chain reaction, all right? And the story is that red mercury was a substance invented by the Russians during the Cold War that could bypass the need for an atom bomb as the fuse. In other words, you had a legend where a substance existed that could give you access to the most powerful explosive, the hydrogen bomb, completely bypassing the need to create an atom bomb with all of its nasty radioactive fallout, go directly to thermonuclear power, do not pass nuclear power, <laughs> go directly to thermonuclear power with this chemical substance. Now, at the time, this was all denounced as sheer make-believe, and many people think that it was a an intelligence scam that was invented by the CIA, the German BND, and the successor to the KGB in post-Soviet Russia to track down terrorists who were attempting to buy nuclear arms on the international arms market, the, the black market, and acquire through purchase of stolen Russian nuclear weapons, 
acquire access to nuclear weapons. So they invented red mercury as a scam. Hey, look what we've got. It will give you the hydrogen bomb. You know, you can do a whole lot more damage with one of those with this substance, all right? So in other words, many people think this was an intelligent scam. So it could be, it could be, given that narrative, that what this story in Atlanta is, is another aspect of that Red Mercury legend. It could be that this was an intelligence operation of some sort, or it could also be that Red Mercury is being used as a code. The man using that is using it as a code for dirty bomb or whatever you want to call it. Now, here's the problem that I have. I think, like all of these things, that there's usually a kernel of truth or a nugget of truth in them. The idea that thermonuclear fusion can be initiated without the extremely high heat, <coughs> pardon me, heat and radioactive pressure gradients that an atom bomb gives is, of course, not part of accepted physics. However, if you've been following my work, if you've been following uh, my thinking about Dr. Ronald Richter in Argentina in the 1950s, uh, to a lesser extent, the, the cold fusion research that initially was, was conducted by Pons and Fleischmann, the critique of the response to it from the orthodox scientific community by the late Dr. Eugene Malov, the more recent developments in the field where it is looking more and more like that there is a real phenomenon here, where fusion reactions of some sort are occurring at temperatures far lower than the requirement for an atom bomb or gigantic tokamak magnetic field containers for hot fusion plasma, then the red mercury story would fit in to that matrix rather handily. Now here's the problem. When the red mercury story first came out, the American inventor, I would say probably more like a participant in the project to invent the neutron bomb, Dr. Sam Cohen, was the one scientist in the West who was willing to give the red mercury story some credence. Why? Because a neutron bomb, if you don't know anything about it, a neutron bomb is a bomb that spits out gobs of neutrons but not much else by comparison to a normal nuclear bomb, all right? A neutron bomb literally is like a neutron shotgun. It kills anything organic and leaves the physical structure more or less intact. The problem is, of course, that's a big lie. That was the lie they sold us at the time. A neutron bomb is like a neutron shotgun. It's, it's like bombarding you with billions of tiny, tiny little holes that simply make you fall apart. Well, anything in the way of thermal neutrons gets the same treatment. Uh, glass, steel, concrete, and so on. It's peppered with gobs of little holes. It looks like Swiss cheese at, at, the, at the molecular level, so it eventually collapses. Uh, you can pick up glass objects, relatively sturdy glass objects that have been subjected to neutron bombardment, and they'll literally shatter in your hands. So Sam Cohen, who participated in the American Neutron Bomb Project, actually did come out and say that he thought that there was something to this story because of the neutron bomb. Think of the neutron bomb as a mini nuke, 
So in other words, I'm thinking here that the Red Mercury story is not necessarily coming back, but that it's been out there, and this is the first time it's popped up in public view since the 1990s and all of those Red Mercury scares. Something is going on here. And let's put this into a bit of context as well. Remember that some 9-11 truthers do think that something like a mini-nuke was involved in 9-11 to account for the complete collapse and pulverization of a lot of the Twin Towers on 9-11. And they have yet to have provided any real physics model. The one thing that's out there, what I'm suggesting, in the literature, although it's considered on the fringe of, of physics, is this med red mercury legend and the idea that it can trigger thermonuclear fusion reactions. All right, This is a huge story, in other words, a very, very huge story. So with that in mind, um, if, you, if you do a little thermonuclear chemistry here using tritium as your as your fuel, you'll, you'll discover why the idea of red mercury is a very interesting phenomenon indeed. Um, so I may, as I said, uh, put all of this in your hat and, and cogitate about it. I was just thoroughly dumbfounded when I read this story. As I say, I may do this in blog form for people that don't actually do the news and views reviews, because I think this is a is one of those little stories that went right under the radar, and I think it's possibly hugely significant. So that's it for today's very unusual news and views from the Nefarium. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless everybody.